You are listening to Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. You're going to want to hear this. <laughs> Welcome to Interform Podcast. It's me, girl, Ro on the radio. I have got two special guests with me today. I've got my boss, the CEO of Interform, Robin Atkinson, and creative director, Zach Ridenauer. Guys, introduce yourself to those who may have been living under a rock, may not know who you are. Robin, who are you? Hi, I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm the CEO of Interform, um, and I am a person who is very excited for Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Zach, hi. Um, I am excited as well. <laughs> I am the programming co- uh, manager of Interform, and I am also the creative director on um, All Things Fashion Week. Absolutely. So all these amazing graphics you're seeing on social media, that's my guy. That's my guy, Zach. So first of all, this is the first Fashion Week since 2019. Like, that is, it's so surreal to me in a way. It feels like it was like a really long time ago. Um, So how does it feel? How does it feel to you? Man, (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing it's uh the difference in the company that we have today versus the company we had in 2019 when we did the last show it's like it's not comparable Mm. um the last time we did a show there was two people that worked full-time for the organization and some contractors Mm -hmm. and now interform is i feel like 12-ish people Um, is that many huh yeah. 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 And then we've got contractors and I mean the team is just so strong. And Agreed. so the thing I'm super excited for this season is that uh it needs me so much less. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I can respect that. Zach, how does it feel? I mean, I know you're new with Interform um being full time, but at the same time you've had experience with fashion shows before. Correct. How does this one feel in comparison to the ones that maybe you've done in the past? Um, I'm super excited about this one because this is actually my very first Northwest Arkansas Fashion Week to be a part of in any way um, because I moved away uh, like 12 years ago um, after college and um, started doing fashion shows in Dallas and then went to New York and did a few there. And so now I'm back and able to, you know, lend my experience to um, to what we have here at Interform. And I'm super excited to just see the, the whole scope of everything from designers to production to audience, all of the things combined. I am too. I'm excited. I'm, I've been with Fashion Week for a while. I'm excited for this one because... It's in a new venue, and I'm also excited because I feel like this is going to be, like, the biggest one ever. Like, every time we do a fashion week, it's always amazing. It's always, like, groundbreaking, whether it's with the diversity or with the with production. But this one, it just feels so much bigger. I feel like people are looking forward to it, and, like, the excitement is just growing every single day. So I'm really excited about it. So I want to highlight one thing that's super different between this season and previous seasons. The last time we had a show, we had just launched our first ever sort of fashion cohort program. Mm, mm -hmm. It was very new. It was a little, I mean, it was a pilot. It was, you know, there was, it was interesting. Um, And since then, we have launched the state's first ever designer residency program. Mm -hmm. And we've had three designers in residence 
and we've had something like 15 cohort members or 20 cohort members in the three seasons. But we also started these apprentice sewing classes. So the thing that's interesting about this show is that like 50% of the content on the runway was produced in relationship to programs that Interform puts on. Mm-hmm. behind the scenes so like this show is as large as it is because this stuff is made not necessarily in-house but by participants in our programs exactly it's more like a look what we can do instead of a this is a platform for other people right because i feel like in the past fashion week has been um it's still it's still about designers and it's still about cr- local creatives but we used to have you know, boutiques, we used to have stores. So it was about like elevating like kind of business owners, but now it's really more about elevating creatives as individuals and creatives that have come through our programs. So talk about, let's talk about the preparation because we're, we're still like preparing and we're ready, but at the same time, the preparation that goes into putting a show on of this like magnitude is not nothing. So talk about, I mean, I'm sure everyone's uh, preparation process is different. Like with my role or with Zach's role or with your role, Robin, let's start with you. What goes into producing like a show this big? This is not like your, your regular fashion show. You see what I'm saying? So what goes into that? Yeah. I mean, I started working on this show a year ago Mm -hmm. between like trying to figure out how to get us at the momentary. Like I set my sights on the momentary a while ago. I remember that. that. took some lever pulling, right? That was Mm -hmm. not an easy maneuver. I'm thrilled about it. It's super exciting. Um, But that kind of like strategic shifting and planning happens way, way in advance. And so what you're seeing now is the result of like a a year of conversations and relationship building. And like, you know, we're getting the CEO of the CFDA to come to town, which is amazing. Huge deal. Huge deal. But like that didn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. So now that we're like a week out on the shows, facts are it's going to be what it's going to be. Like all those wheels are in motion at this point. I'm sort of like, you know, my nerves for the show were worse two months ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there was a lot unknown two months ago. Sure. And now we know, you know, this thing's on, hopefully it's on mostly wheels. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the nature of things like this too, because yeah. more gets solidified as close as you get to the actual event before it happens. So mm. I feel like the last show wasn't as like strategically considered. It was just, it was a fashion show. It was a really good fashion show. So this, I just feel like there are so many levels at play in this show Mm -hmm. and there's so many different like there's the designer in residence and we have emerge mentors in the show and we've got a walmart beauty show and like it's just so many different pieces coming together absolutely it's a lot well this kind of brings me into my next question but it's still the same along the same lines zach what inspired the advertising and the graphics besides it being spring because it is floral what inspired the gra- some of the graphics and some of your thought process and creative journey with this? Um, that would be Robin Atkinson. <laughs> um, she was like, uh, it's spring. Let's do floral. <laughs> and, Groundbreaking. Yes. Um, and that's what we did. Uh, initially, the first mock-up, it had very flat, more like artistic 
like drawings of flowers mm. rather than actual um, like real flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, some may say it looked like wallpaper. <laughs> um, I don't know anybody who would say that. I don't Somebody either. named Lauren. Uh, Lauren I actually know her, yes. Um, but... Anytime you're doing any sort of like graphic, there's always a starting point and then like moving forward to the final result and mm-hmm. evolution of what that is. And then also through actually like putting it out there in the public, it evolves as well. Um, but just making like color stories and also pairing it with previous um, runway images mm-hmm. um, just to kind of bring back the um the identity of the runway and incorporate it into um something new and fresh and mm-hmm. bright um for the event itself that was really kind of the whole concept around it and just continuing it in every element that we could in the actual event as well because whenever you're there we have an instagram moment that is going to going to be reflective of our marketing as well, and um, certain lounges and things like that, the mm-hmm. program, just everything that we could in terms of marketing material reflect the the concept, yeah. What I noticed about it is the intention to diversity, right? Like, it it hits our pillars and our mission to, to show more diversity with size, with ethnicities. And the reason I like it is because... Sometimes people want to see more than just one type of person on an advertisement. Sometimes people want to be able to see themselves in advertising and feel like they have been seen or, you know what I mean, they're included. So I think that's one of the things that I've noticed is the intention to consistency as well, but the intention to showcase diversity and these are our images like these are not images we pulled (laughs) i want to be like i want to be so clear that we intentionally never use stock footage of humans ever Mm -hmm. i get so funny when i see somebody post something and it's like a you know it's a picture of humans and i'm like but where where are those humans and i just feel like why do that when we have so many amazing examples of humans here Mm -hmm. and so i just love that we get to take amazing pictures of community members and then show them back to themselves and then it's like, oh, my gosh, are they on a billboard? Did they exactly. get on the back, you know, on the cover of a magazine? Or are they on, you know, flyers? It's. I think it's just a really fun kind of way to highlight the folks committed to the region being mm-hmm. here. That And I honestly, like, that was probably the easiest part of, like, creating the marketing mm-hmm. for this because there were so there was so much diversity and so much beauty in the photos that we already have. Mm-hmm. of people on the runway mm-hmm. that that was never an issue and that uh, i mean yeah you don't of, have to manufacture no, it it, exactly. uh, it all just fell and like the looks from previous runway shows as well they were done so well that like putting floral behind it that like just elevated it to a marketing campaign rather mm-hmm. just an image um that was honestly probably the easiest part of putting it all together I love it, and I think what what some people may misunderstand is that we use images for advertising to portray another image. But in reality, the images that are on these advertisements are our images from previous fashion shows. So we're not trying to portray that we are inclusive. We are showing you what we've already done. So that's what I like most about the graphics. 
Um, so another question is, what can people expect? Now we don't want to we don't want to give away the whole show, of <laughs> course. But what can people expect from this year's Fashion Week that maybe is a little different, or what what can people expect? So this year is going to be different than any other year because it's in the middle of a giant art exhibition. There's one. There's one thing. Yeah. So um, (laughs) being sort of nestled, I think it's a good word, nestled inside of an arts (laughs) exhibition. Strategically placed. Strategically placed. (laughs) Amongst works of contemporary art, <laughs> um, it's inter- we, the runway is of funny shape. <laughs> I the, love it. I'm really the excited. The runway is like a unique creature. This runway, 217 feet. 217 oh, wow. linear feet of runway, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big deal. Like we would never do this runway this way. Correct. In another scenario, you will never see this runway again. This mm-hmm. is not a straight shot or an L shape in a hanger. This is like, like very carefully placed within very delicate works of art. And it's like the drama. We saw some lighting mock-ups the other day. And when I tell you the drama of this show, people are going to cry. Okay. People, I am people. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, I'm people. It's literally like, it's like you're going to a concert. Really? Yeah, it's, it's probably, I mean... You said that this seemed bigger than mm-hmm. previous fashion weeks. It doesn't it just literally seem it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Actually bigger. <laughs> yes. In real life, it's yes. bigger. So, talk about the collaboration with the Transition Closet and how it came about. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the the I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, where did I see them? I saw them on social media. They had a Facebook page. And I thought, wow, what a cool and like super necessary thing. So the Transition Closet is a nonprofit organization that provides um, donation clothing for folks who are transitioning um, and who are on their journey. And I just thought like, what a really unique and super important thing to exist where if you're a human being who is, you know, uh, experiencing gender dysphoria and deciding to change your, you know, your public appearance or your, the persona that you're giving to the world and you need an entire new wardrobe. Like what an amazing thing that you can go somewhere and get that. Mm -hmm. And then it also, it reminded me of, you know, I don't, you know, when we did that, um, we did a trans visibility editorial, Mm -hmm. One million years ago, or in the spring, <laughs> time is... Time what is time? What, what is, time? is time? A year ago, yes. Yeah. A year ago, <laughs> wonderful. Um, and one of the things that we learned through that was how important clothing is Correct. to identity within the trans community. And, like, you and I did not know that going into that shoot, and we learned it, you know, pretty we quickly. learned it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really a kind of an amazing process. And so to be able to say cool, there's this group of individuals and they're helping people get, you know, get the clothing that they need to express themselves appropriately. I couldn't think of a better thing to be on the runway, like Mm -hmm. to really talk about how what we put on our bodies tells the story of who we are as individuals. And it makes fashion more than just like, it's more than just a shallow appearancing. It's like Mm -hmm. fashion is who you are. It's how you want people to understand you. And so I think that that story's just told really well through a runway show. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love it. I think it's just a great little, that worked out. It did. Those stories can tell each other simultaneously, right? I'm definitely excited to see that show. How, so how does fashion week, benefit the creative community and the people involved like what would you say cool me personally i would say fashion week benefits 
the creative community by providing a platform, by providing visibility, by providing dignity, by providing a reputable space to showcase their creative talents. Because I say this because as a like formal former young super young model right you get these opportunities to do these fashion shows at like a hotel or like these random places and like you are excited about it because this is something you feel like you want to do but the space isn't as reputable as you would want or the people who are putting together these fashion shows are just like random people this is not their everyday job this is just like you know, old girl from here just wants to put on a fashion show this weekend. So I, what I appreciate about Interform is that it provides an actual professional and reputable space for people to come to, to actually elevate and showcase their talent. There is a lot of work that gets put into it on the creative side. Mm -hmm. Um, You have like this season, we have over 25 designers that will be showcased on the runways. And they have put so much work into creating collections just for this show. And being on the runway gives them more exposure. Exactly. And that's something that we want. Well, and I mean, I think one thing that Interform does, yes, Zach, you're right. And I think one thing that we do that other organizations don't, I mean, there's a lot of time spent importing super creative, cool things to the region for people to enjoy, mm-hmm. which is amazing and totally necessary. You know, we spend a lot of time nurturing local talent to mm-hmm. show itself off here. They've never gotten near any kind of visibility like this, exactly. a kind of public level display. And then they're invited to join and their families are invited to join. And it's this kind of like gigantic celebration against mm-hmm. like not comparable to any other sort of sized thing. And it's mostly from here. Exactly. We love talent and we love to make talent look even more talented. And it's all about saying like, yeah, there's some super high quality stuff that comes directly from our local community from our ecosystem right you're not just seeing people that you would never see again like for example some museums they may have things that you know are from artists in europe or for from artists who are dead but like for fashion week or for interform we are show showing you your neighbors we're showing you your coworkers. we're showing you your actual local community these are people that you probably didn't know had these talents And you're seeing them for the first time and you're like, wow, like this area really does incubate a lot of local creative talent. That's what I like about it. That and I I don't think a lot of people actually understand that this is Interform's biggest fundraiser that we put on. And the money that we get from this, from ticket sales, goes back into the programs that we actually offer for the creatives mm-hmm. in in the community. And so it's it's literally a return back into the community from what we are getting from the community. Exactly. That that leads me to the next question is like what do you want to tell people about Fashion Week that they may not know or understand? And one of those is Fashion Week is a fundraiser. And I've heard this several times like you know, they're just uh, using exposure as a cover to not pay people. They're doing this, they're doing that. Um but Exposure is important to a lot of designers. We have designers who are in Fashion Week who have sold their 
clothing and designs to people in the community. And you also have a chance to put on or be a part of a bigger show, right? Because if, if I'm a designer and I wanted to, to put on my own fashion show, right? I am not gonna be able to do it even close to the magnitude of the momentary or having um, press and media involved to to actually provide that visibility. Like I'm not gonna be able to do that on that level by myself. Well, I also think that like this is our seventh show, mm -hmm. right? So we've done six of these. We did six of these prior to 2020. And every show after the first show built on the success of the show before. So like the first show we did in 2017 was done on an entirely different kind of budget, different kind of calendar, different kind of like, you know, we used a ton of volunteer help. Mm -hmm. It was it was really, really grassroots. And as we've grown as an organization and as we've added more educational programming and more community-based programming, we've also really changed the way the business of it runs. For sure. Right? And so now we are really, really careful to make sure that we are creating only what we can do with what we can pay for and what the kind of talent that is uh, enthusiastically participating, right? Exactly. We don't want to drag, I don't want to drag no, anybody we're not to a fashion show. People. That's no fun. <laughs> and so, but then I also think it's worth noting that, you know, we're a member of this thing called the CFDA Connects. It's a group of regional fashion organizations from around the country. We're one of a very few that doesn't charge designers. Absolutely. And so the idea of like, you know, we don't, all of this is free. Mm -hmm. All of this is offered free. The programming is free. If you're in our residency program, you get paid to be there. It's, you know, we're trying our very best to inject capital and like cultural, social, and actual capital into the community where possible. And it took some time to build. Sure. You know, it, it, we didn't get here overnight, but it's only getting better every year. And as we have these giant fundraisers, it just increases our ability to do more. You exactly. know, next time you see us on the runway, it'll be even better. It's like this not, and I say this often because it helps people get a better perspective on what a fundraiser is. It's kind of like when you have a fundraiser, if you have kids and you're asked to make cookies for a bake sale, right? They're not going to pay the parents to make the cookies. Like they're going to pay for the cookies and the money goes into other programming for the schools. Kind of the same concept here on a bigger scale. We're also not taking the money and like putting it on our beds and rolling around in it. Like <laughs> it's, it's money that is like going, that? it's going right back into our programming. And I don't well, think people understand that. And also, I mean, like, like I said, since, you know, 50% of the content on the runway was made in our programs, we paid for most of the stuff to get made, Hello. right? Like we paid for the fabric, we paid for the design residency program, like the, they were made on our machines mm -hmm. with our, you know, I mean, our seamstresses helped sew the stuff. So it's like, it really is for me, I, I just don't even, you know, it's just not really a relevant critique. Yeah, I don't exactly. Think. It doesn't really make any sense in terms of if you know the business model, it's, it's just like, Arts organizations got to live somehow. It's a critique for the misinformed. I, I will say that. And then and to any of the the claims about diversity, um, I can assure you that we are probably the most diverse fashion week in the region. I mean, I just think that, like, look at how many people have been in it over and over and over again for the years. How many times have you been in Fashion Week? You know, like, a couple times. You know, times. it's it's uh, <laughs> the 
it's a, we are building a community where folks come back and they come mm -hmm. back and they come back over and over and over again. And we build these, like I say it all the time, we like to build really long relationship threads with the creatives that we work with. And I think that if we were doing something that didn't feel, that felt extractive, exactly. you wouldn't see that, mm -hmm. you know? And so I really don't think, I don't, I can't give too much energy or thought to that sort of that narrative, mm -hmm. you know, it, it if you're on the outside looking in and you've got that kind of vibe on it, like mm -hmm. maybe it's not for you, yeah. you know? And okay. I think, I mean, I see both sides. I see people not understanding and just speaking on what they don't understand. And I think, I think it's cool to clarify and to, so for people can, they can be like, you know what? I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you for clearing that up just so there's no confusion. And plus I just like talking about interform. In I, general, I, I would like to say, especially on the topic of diversity, whenever it mm -hmm. comes to like selecting models, there it is. Um, you read my mind. We are not <laughs> the ones that actually select the models. We have our audition process, mm -hmm. but then we create a catalog and we send it to the designers mm -hmm. with the statement that they must adhere to the tenet of diversity that we as Interform hold for our community in every program and event that we that we hold exactly um with that said you know majority if not all of the designers mm -hmm. are for the same mm -hmm. and they provide very diverse shows exactly um i i honestly think that this year is probably one of the most if not the most diverse that we've had and there have been several designers that have told us that the catalog that we provided them makes them really happy because of how diverse it is. And it's big. All right. Final thoughts. Let everybody know where you can be reached. Um, Interform.art. <laughs> right where tickets are sold. Um, I hope by the time this airs, there are no tickets left. Same. With the rate that things are going, I kind of don't. <laughs> but the good news is um, there will be a live stream of the show on our website. So by the time this airs, I theoretically will have built the landing page for the live stream. So interform.art, live stream of the show. So if you can't make it, you're not ready to go on public yet, whatever, you'll be able to see the show too. All right. That is Interform Podcast with me, girl, Row on the radio. Robin, the CEO, and Zach, creative director. You can find us on interform.art and you can follow me at, on Instagram, R-O underscore on the radio, all one word. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> <laughs>